Hello and welcome to Lippert's Built to Lead podcast, the show where we go behind the scenes to show you what it takes to be a leader in today's business and manufacturing worlds. From workplace culture to leadership development to business excellence, our team is excited to share the stories, the strategies, and the lessons we've learned throughout our journey. Our intent is to both challenge and inspire you to make business a force for good in the world as you grow yourself, your team, and your business. Join us as we dive into what it really means to be built to lead and how you can get there no matter where you are in your life or in your career. Tune in and continue your leadership journey today. Hello, everyone. I'm Edgar Cabello, one of the leadership directors at Lippert Components in the Core Products Group, one of our divisions here at Lippert. So it's my joy to be with you all today and an even greater joy to be with my friend, Brian Edwards, one of the GMs within our division. Brian Edwards has been with us now for more than a decade. Um, Brian, it's it's been quite a ride for you here at Lippert Components. So tell us a little bit about where you come from and, and, and a little bit about your time at Lippert. Sure. Yeah, I've been with the company for going on 12 years. Next month, I believe. It's been an awesome ride. I journeyed up here from Bloomington, Indiana, where I went to Indiana University for seven years. Uh, No, I'm not a doctor, but but I uh, learned a lot down there. Uh, While I was down there, I also was a manager at Menards for about three and a half or four years, something like that, where I kind of Got to experience some time in in management. Back then, I didn't really know what leadership was, but I kind of learned how to manage. And managing college kids uh, on a college campus can be extremely difficult. So I got the opportunity there to learn some tricks and try some things out and and really kind of grow before coming up here. So I started out 12 years ago uh, at what used to be called Kinro. It's a it's a division of. Lippert, and it was the Windows division. So started out in quality uh, and just kind of worked my way up, did some different things, led our second shift team. I was a supervisor. Uh, I was a production manager, plant manager, assistant general manager. I've done a little bit of everything throughout that division. And then a few years back, we made an acquisition. I got to travel around a little bit and acclimate the, those guys into the team. And then uh, finally settled at uh, Plan 85 over in Goshen with the hydraulics and slides division. So, I mean, literally, you've been all around the company. You've traveled around the country, mm-hmm. got your hands in, acquired companies, and, and so on and so forth. So you really do have a broad sweep of, of experience. When I first met you, it took us a little while to get to know each other. I, re- I remember that. And I remember here recently in a... So we do feedback exercises pretty regularly around the company. And in our division, our our VP, John Reese, was asking for some feedback about the GMs. And when we came to you, I was asked to describe Brian Edwards. (laughs) And I I used a one-word description for Brian. Do you remember what that was, right? Yeah, the word was enigma. (laughs) And when John and I were going back through the through the feedback, we went to that word, and we both thought we knew what it meant, but uh, just to be sure, we we Googled it, and it was close to what we thought, but I loved the description so much. Basically, an enigma is, is somebody that's just different in, in its own unique way, which I love that description because I think all people are are precious, unique human beings, and, and I love the fact that I was described that way because that's what I want to be. I want to be different. And I think the other part of that definition that kind of hit home with us was, you know, not just different, but sometimes difficult to understand. Yes. Right. And and I know like your past kind of plays into that, like where you come from. Give us a little bit of your personal history and how that 
maybe informs what you're doing now and how you do the work you do. Sure, yeah, I think uh, the difficult to understand part, a lot of that is is the passion I think that I possess. It's always been something that has shown up on feedback sessions is, is something that's that's positive, but it's also showed up as, as something that can be hard to grasp sometimes. So a lot of that passion, I mean, my experience, I wrestled for the majority of my life started about the age four and, and either wrestling or coached all the way up through the age of, of 24. And so there's a lot of discipline. There's a lot of passion in that. And I was never the greatest athlete. Actually, one of my coaches told me one time, he's like, Edwards, you are the worst wrestler I've ever met. And my response was, but coach, you know, I'm ranked second in the state and I've only lost one match. Uh, I, I must not be that bad. And he was like, no, dude, you just have the biggest heart and you, and you want to win. And so uh, sometimes that's hard for people to understand that that passion, but it's it's something that's deep within inside me and, and it kind of takes over in moments. So it's something I've had to learn how to kind of harness and, and use to my advantage. Yeah. So, you know, I, a moment ago, I just mentioned that I use that description of you and you've embraced it, but it was through the process of feedback. And and I know that's really important to you. One of the things that I've learned about you and learned to appreciate about you is your willingness to hear the truth, willingness to hear people who care enough to tell you the truth. And you do that for your teams as well. So tell me a little bit about why feedback is a critical piece in terms of how you lead. Sure. I think it's like with anything, right, is is if you don't know where you're at, you don't know where you're heading. If somebody, you know, tells you to go somewhere to do something, um, but you don't you don't know where you're at, it's hard to reference the map to figure out how to get there. So feedback is important because it lets you know not only where you where you know gives you confirmation that where you think you are, but it lets you know the the perception of the people around you. So if we don't know what we're not doing great at or what people think about us, it's hard to make those minor adjustments. So I think that that's really important. And then, you know, giving feedback to your teams is super important because it's the same thing. If you just tell them they're doing a good job every day, you might not, you know, see any any increase in skill sets or any growth at all. So it's really important. We, we get so afraid sometimes to hurt somebody's feelings, but by not giving candid feedback and, and, and giving some, some growth opportunities, we're actually going to hurt them more in the long run. I guess I've always... Not always felt this way, but here more in recent days, it's been part of my personal growth curve within this company that that you you can't really care about somebody, I think, in a in a holistic way if you're not willing to tell them the truth. Right. And so we we do it a certain way. It's not we talk about, you know, telling being candid. It's one of our core values, right? Honesty, integrity, and candor. But there's a way to do it, isn't it? Like, and I know you guys do this with your team, with your teammates, like not the end of the year review. Sure. It's not that. It's it's just, it's a team dynamic where people kind of get to speak. Like if, if you were kind of sitting in the middle of a room, so yeah. to speak, right? There would be eight of us around you. And my job would be to do what? Yeah. If you're the if you're the subject of the feedback. Yeah, so we, we do what's called a, just a feedback session and we bring a core group in and it's it's an open table. It's it's really because we trust each other. That's the key to feedback is that you have to have trust. So you have to earn the trust with the team um, and make sure you have good relationships. So it's really important, number one, that you have a group that trusts each other. Uh, but but then if you're the person giving the feedback, you're, you're going to cover the whole gamut of the things that you think they do w- really well that fits into their into their wheelhouse of responsibilities. And then you're going to give them some opportunities to improve 
um, on things. And then we ask them what we can do to help them, you know, cr- work through those actions that, that we've created or that they've created for themselves. And it, it essentially creates a, a leadership action plan. And then it helps the team dynamic because what was happening was we would look at the next person for an opportunity and one person would say, oh, this guy's really great. Let's put him in that place. And then 10 other people would speak up and say, whoa, 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 hold up, you know, this person doesn't do this or doesn't do that, or I don't like this or I don't like that. And so there was really a disconnect between the team on on what each person, how each person was evaluated. So we decided to do these feedback sessions and it really brings us together and, and we get to hear each other's feedback. And it's really cool because now we're in line 99.9% of the time. We're not hearing anything we haven't um, been seeing or talked about in past feedback sessions. So it's risky. I mean, yeah. you know, in a lot of settings, people would look at this as a real high risk move yeah. because, you know, I mean, you don't know how people are going to react or respond sure. to what's being said at that point. So what, in, in your responsibility, because, or, and I'm sorry, in your in your recollection, because you've been doing this exercise, I think, for over a year now, yeah. maybe a year and a half or so. Probably about a year now. What's the, like, what's common, like, on the back end of that? Like, how do the people that are kind of like, on the hot seat, so to speak. How, how do they typically react? Like what's been the, yeah, just give me the broad sweep of that. Yeah, so it's not really as much on the back end. It's more on the front end. Okay. What we've discovered is- people, Like in the moment? Yeah, in the yeah. moment. Like okay. people, even prior to coming to the feedback mm. session, they, they see the invite, they see the feedback, we have like a brief description and they're kind of nervous about it. But once they get in, once they get in there, it's it's like refreshing to know that mm. like you're not perfect. I and, like that. Yeah, it's refreshing to know that people are seeing some of the same things that you're seeing. And you know, it takes a, it takes a strong person and we try to surround ourselves by people that have core values. I think once again, the key to it is is being with people that you trust and yeah. hearing it. You know, you always hear about wanting to work in a family environment, right? Well, I look at it more as like brothers and sisters than I do, you know, the, the full family in a, in a family environment. You have a mother and father, so you have positional leaders. I look at myself as one of the t- one of the on the same level playing field as everyone else, just with different responsibilities and expectations. So really, brothers and sisters, like you're going to have your your fair amount of arguments and and I don't always have to like you, but I always have to love you. And that's what feedback, that's why the feedback sessions are so important. It's yeah. having that trust going in and knowing that nobody's in there to hurt your feelings. They're in there to help you grow and, and to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it, it is, it's it's about getting better. And I love that you use the word refreshing, you know, because I think, I think that's what, that, that is a response to me that is indicative of a healthy and growing environment. When feedback, even the tough stuff, is refreshing, right? And, and I know that may not be everybody's story, right? Like, so we, we're, we're talking about things that, that we would notice trends in. And, and there's always exceptions to the things that we do to kind of infuse our environments with health, right? But I love that you guys do this because I think it's, it is risky. I think it, it requires a lot of courage, not, not just from the team around to speak the truth, because even that part, like from the person who's offering the feedback, to me, that's a great growth tool for them as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like just to learn how to be a truthful leader and to learn how to do that with grace and with respect for a brother or sister. Sure. I think that's I think it's fantastic, man. I, I just love that you guys do that, and I think we could all learn from it. So obviously there have been times, because you've, you've had a, I mean, since college, I mean, you've, you've had a, a good solid career, 15 years or more. Has there been a time in your career, Brian, when, say, the feedback wasn't 
strong? Like, describe a time when feedback either wasn't there or it was just something else. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Feedback's always been a tough one for me because I, I kind of crave it because I'm that challenge mindset, that growth mindset of always wanting to get better. And when you do that, you you gain a lot of skills, you, you win a lot, right? And so feedback has always been tough because a lot of the feedback I've always gotten has been super positive. So there's a couple instances in my past, but one in specific where I sat down with, with my boss at the time and he, he said, you know, Brian, you do a really great, great job. I don't have a lot of feedback to give you, but but you know, one thing is you could word your emails better. And I, I left in the moment, like, cool, I'm doing really great, that's awesome. But then I left the room like, man, how am I gonna grow with that type of feedback? Like, if I'm that, if I'm that good, if I only have one thing I need to improve, you know, wording my emails differently, I can fix that tomorrow. So that means I'm going to be the CEO of the company in, you know, by next week. That, that's not how it works. So yeah. getting strong feedback, getting good, transparent feedback is extremely important so that you can create your plan for growth. So talk about a time when the feedback was good, when it was strong. Sure, yeah. And so I, I think it goes back to having a good relationship and trusting your leader. You know, my more recent evaluations or even feedback sessions are great because I get feedback from people that I trust and people that trust me and, and it's super transparent and there's there's a lot of things that come out of it that I can create action around and and really continue to grow. And the best part about that and especially, you know, for me, I'm a firm believer and if I know what I'm doing wrong, I'm already gonna be doing it and fixing it. So if if it's a part of, you know, a behavior or person part of my personality and it's something that maybe is intimidating to people or comes off in a different manner than I intend to be, then those people giving me the feedback, I can really challenge them to be you know, um, my accountability partners and point the things out that I'm doing wrong in the moment because I'm not always seeing them, which is really cool that people care about me enough to to be on that team with me to help me improve. And I think one of the things that, you know, uh, we can fool ourselves into, especially in the conversation of self-awareness, you know, we I think some, some of us, and, and I'm talking about myself here, I, I think we can kind of claim to be self-aware in a healthy way that we don't have any blind spots, but that is just not true because <laughs> everybody has blind spots, yeah, right? And, and so that's that's why I see the feedback, especially that 360 kind of environment. I know not, it's not formally a 360, but that kind of environment like exposes things that we're just not going to see ourselves, right? Yeah. What, what's great about that too is, is, you know, everyone sees something a little bit differently. You know, we all have you might like chocolate ice cream, and I prefer strawberry ice cream, right? So we all see things. We have we have different tastes for things. We, we we've acquired those over over time. So what's really great about having uh, a multitude of different views or opinions is you, if you did all of those things, they would contradict each other, right? So you get to pick and choose some of those feedbacks and work on those things and really create your identity and become you. I mean, we're all going to do things that not everybody's gonna see eye to eye on. Yeah, We need to be aware of that so that we can kind of be chameleons and change the way we interact with some of those people maybe in certain instances or or even, you know, a lot of times it's, it's developing that relationship so they understand who you are a little bit better and it's not as much as an annoyance as now it is just a part of my personality. But picking and choosing the things and that kind of fit into your mold of who you are and who you wanna be, it gives you a lot more options yeah. than just saying, Hey, well, uh, I, you just need to work on your e your email etiquette a little <laughs> bit, right? Like yeah. that's 
that's one thing. Now yeah. I work on that. Now, now I'm done, right? So, so getting the opinions and getting the viewpoints of different people from from different types of um, environments or or behaviors, just to kind of hear all the different feedback and then create that identity of who you want to continue. To Absolutely. Be yeah, I love that. This episode of Lippert Built to Lead podcast is brought to you by the Lippert Academy for Leadership, the team committed to enhancing your organization's leadership and cultural goals with strategic leadership development programs, on-site training, executive coaching, speaking engagement, and customized solutions. Find out how to get your organization involved at www.lci1.com backslash academy or send us a message at academy at lci1.com. That's academy at lci1.com. Obviously, uh, at Lippert, it's a, it's a manufacturing environment. I think it has a reputation for being a tough environment. I mean, creating healthy culture in any environment, whether it's corporate or whether you're working with steel or whether you're just in outside working under really adverse conditions, it's just hard, right? Sure. So talk a little bit about what you've seen over your 12 years at Lipper. Like, sure. what was it like and what is it like? Sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy thing to think about. I mean, I don't feel like I've been with the company for 12 years, but I can remember my first day. I I walked in and I had never been in manufacturing, you know, my my mom was a lab tech and my dad was a police officer, so I was used to the, the more white-collar jobs. I thought manufacturing was you know, like how it's made on TV where you push two buttons and out pops the product down on the end of the line. I didn't realize there was as much manual labor into it. And so it was kind of eye-opening to walk into that situation. But I I love chaos, which... Uh, <laughs> Most people, most people will shy away from it. Um, I walk right into it. So, uh, from day one, really, I just I enjoyed the hustle. I enjoyed the fast pace. I enjoyed the, you know, the lack of planning and 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 things. And so, in the past, I don't think it's a secret, but we 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 weren't great. We weren't great at what we did. We weren't great at how we treated people. Um, and we've really evolved over time. We still have a lot of work to do, which is really great that we can all identify that and notice that. But the transitions that we've made just through through really focusing, I think, on our, our leadership and the type of people that we want in our company and how we want to take care of them has really helped that transition for sure. Yeah. So, you know, you gave a brief description of what it was. Contrast that with, with what it is today. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think, once again, a lot of it has to do with just the types, the type of people um, that we're bringing into the organization, we all know that people are our number one asset. Mm-hmm. You can have all the equipment, all the machinery, all all the money in the world, but without people, those things can't run. Even with a robot, you still have to have a really good tech, right? Yeah. You need to have somebody that you can trust. You need to have somebody that's going to be transparent and work through things. So I think that's been our biggest transition is really focusing on on the people side of things, on developing our leaders, making sure we're bringing the right people in, setting pretty good direction, creating that identity of who we want to be. I mean, to hear people, you know, five, seven, ten years ago talk about Lipper, there was a lot of negative stuff. And so I think we've done a really, really good job of marketing, but it's hard to market something, hard to market transition a culture if you're not doing it. Right. Right. So we market it and get it out there, but we can do that and we're being honest about what we're doing. And people are really starting to see it. I mean the 
the buzz on the streets a lot different than it was years ago. Absolutely, you know, and, and you, you know, you use the word marketing, and I, I, so that's a fair word in my opinion because I think you start inside. Like your marketing efforts start on the inside. Sure. Do your people believe this? Right. Are are they seeing it? Is there a real life demonstration of our core values, our leader qualities? Like, are those things alive in our day to day business? And I think that's what's becoming more believable. Mm -hmm. What would you say to that? Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, like as a growth mindset, challenger mindset, I'm going to tell you, we still have a long way to go, For which, sure. is, which is awesome, yep. right? Because we can we can set those milestones to get to, to where we want to go. But I mean, you can definitely see it. You can hear it. it. Sounds weird, but you can even smell it when you walk into the plant. It's, it's, the plants even smell differently. It's, it's strange. Uh, but but you walk through a plant now and you're going to have people smiling at you. You're going to have people waving at you. We're not. We don't want you to hate your job. We want you to enjoy coming into work. Yeah, we're going to have tough situations. Yes. Things are going to get tough sometimes. You know, when, when the industry gets busy, we're going to have to put a little bit more uh a little bit more time energy in towards what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but we don't want that to be the daily regimen like it used to be. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we, we're trying to create an environment that's enjoyable for people to be around. Once again, kind of looking at that, that family environment, that brothers and sisters that always have to like you, but I got to love you. How are we going to figure out how to do this together? Um, and then really be able to run through walls together, mm. right? Develop those, those relationships, those deep, meaningful relationships. Um, and I think that's where we still have quite a bit of runway to get to is to, to really truly understand uh, who each how precious and and unique each individual is yeah that's right I was I was talking with one of your 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 teammates one of your leaders just yesterday actually and you know you use the the metaphor running through walls and he used a different metaphor yesterday he just said you know one of the and he was in purchasing and, and he said you know one of the things that you need to understand when you come on our team is you're going to take it in the teeth yeah you know you're going to get punched in the mouth what and and because you're going to be in some difficult conversations and you got a lot of people to please right and a lot hinges on your ability and fighting like to the max to make sure that our production teams have their materials that we're, you know, that we're getting the best kind of cost results that we possibly can. And but I love that description, you know, because his team actually knows that. So it's tough work. Yeah. It's hard work, yeah. and and you're going to struggle a little bit. And and I think so long as we're upfront and clear about that, then then people can actually find joy in what they do, right? So when you're doing difficult work, like hard work, long days, especially right now. Like, where does the joy come from in all of that? Sure, yeah. And and so, you know, every leadership style is a little bit different. Every culture is a little different. We've created an identity of, of kind of that, one of our core values, which is that passion, passion for, for winning, passion about winning. And so what's, you have to be very careful with when you talk about passion for winning. It's not wanting, it's not hating to lose, right? There's a big difference between yeah. passion for winning and hating to lose. I'll tell you years ago, um, when I was young and dumb, and I probably still am a little bit, but years ago, I hated to lose. It didn't matter what it was, if it was a coin flip or a, a roll of a dice, like I, I hated to lose. And really where I think I started to grow up and mature a little bit was understanding that it's not the hate to lose, but it's it's what it feels like when you win. There's there's no great winners in the world that will tell you that they've never lost 
ever, ever. Look at any of Michael Phelps, you know, Tom Brady. He's he's lost. Michael Jordan lost, right? But it's taking those losses and learning from them and really growing. So I think that joy of, of winning, of achieving goals, setting setting high expectations, creating goals of, of excellence, and then achieving those and raising the bar on those is really important. And that's how our team finds it. And that makes when you're losing, when you're not, you know, when you're maybe not performing at the highest or when things aren't going right, it makes it more difficult. So you really have to be uh, what we say is, you know, resilient, have grit to make it through those times. But but that's what makes you stronger in the end. And then that's what gives you that joy when you've accomplished something that other people can't accomplish or have many able to accomplish or or that would maybe struggle with or give up. You know, we don't ever take our, our ball and leave the sandbox and go home. I mean, we we stick it out win or lose together as a team. And then if we lose, we learn from it. So we don't really felt we don't really feel like we lost because we gained something out of out of that that mode it's an it's an infinite game right? I, I like the word resilience that you use because I, I i think resilience is a good response when things get tough like when you don't know what's up and we've had our struggles here lately right i mean just staffing up is a real problem at this point in time and finding enough people to do the work that, that we're doing in our plants right now has, has been difficult so our teams have shown a great amount of resilience the other thing that i love that you guys do well is celebrate so when you do hit the win and when somebody else just kind of rises to the occasion celebrating is a big part of what helps people find joy don't you think yeah yeah and that's something that i've always struggled with for a long time so what i've had to do what i learned a long time ago fortunately for me was that if if there's something that you're not good at or you're not great at you don't necessarily have to be great at that surround yourself by people that are so we've really focused on that of developing and and, and advancing leaders along who are good at the appreciation side that can really help bring each other up and so that's been really good for me to see the advantages of that so like just being able to see that there are people out there that that need that it's something that i didn't grow up with that i didn't necessarily ever need it wasn't something that motivated me but i can tell you that it feels good when someone does tell you that you did a good job or recognizes when you went above and beyond And, and that's really what we're trying to focus on is here's your daily expectations and then here's what here's what above and beyond looks like and and really celebrate those so that we can continue to drive drive people forward we don't we want to show appreciation, but we don't necessarily, we try not to celebrate mediocrity because we want to continue to grow. And yeah. so that's where we've tried to put um, the majority of our focus is on really um, helping people understand here's the expectations. And then when you go above those expectations and, and you leave it all out for it, as they say, that we want to show you appreciation for that because that's what we want to reward for because we want to see con- people to continue to grow. And guess what? Tomorrow we got to show up and do it all over again, that's right? That's right. Yep. Yeah. And then we got to do the same thing next week. So, I mean, I, I love that. And, and, I, I, and what I can really appreciate that I think ends up being somewhere in the center of everything that we've talked about today is is the idea of these this truthful feedback and how critical that is in the development of of people because those relationships matter. So uh, I love that we went there. So I I want to finish with this question and we talked about this moments ago, but it's a challenge sometimes as a leader. You're not everybody's cup of tea, right? You're an enigma. That's how we started this conversation. An enigma. Difficult to understand because you're a little bit different. So so Brian Edwards, just like the next guy, is not everybody's cup of tea. So what do you do when somebody doesn't like buy into your leadership? Sure. sure. I mean it's there's a couple fold to that, right? It's I'm not I like how you use the word buy into because 
I'm not trying to sell you on anything. Um, it's not a, it's not a sales pitch. It's not a marketing scheme, marketing scheme. Um, you, you get who you get with me. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to establish, you know, that identity that we talked about, give a little bit of direction. And I am, I've also been called an acquired taste. I am an acquired taste. Give me some time. That's all I'm going to ask for. And as we develop a relationship, you know, I'm going to make adjustments based on each, as we talked about earlier, each precious, unique human being. Everybody's a little bit different. Everyone has different tastes and things. So we just make minor adjustments. We, we stick to our direction and to our identity, but we, we have to be flexible. I like to call it a chameleon, be a little bit of a chameleon and, and kind of work work differently in each different environment without sacrificing kind of your your core values or, or your, what your identity is. So I'm not trying to sell you on anything though. Yeah. That That's the key to it is that like I'm genuine. Yeah. You get what you get. I am a little bit different, but once you get used to me and you start to feel what, what winning feels like, I, I think, you know, most of the time people jump on board with that. And, and if you can't, if you can't, make that leap or, or bridge that gap, then you surround yourself by other leaders that can. I mean, and that's the key to it is, is having a good, strong, diverse team. If you're not great at something, you know, surround yourself by people that are. Somebody, one of the uh, other leaders in our company said this one day, that your your strength is the average of, of the five people that are closest to you, right? And, and this individual actually said, you know, and I'm a better person because of the five I surround myself with. I, I look at leadership the same way. I'm nothing without my team. I'm going to be very one or two dimensional, whereas the team brings in all these different dimensions of different things. So I think the key to it is develop a team around you that's that's better at, at the things that you maybe struggle with. And, and if you struggle relating to somebody, have one of your other team members you know, mentor or work with, work with that person to create that team dynamic. I, I, I like that you challenge the word buy-in because I think I think you're that that's actually a really good challenge, and I made mental note of that because I appreciate that as a leader, you're you're not trying to sell me on on you, right? You're just trying to lead me to something better, to to you know a winning mindset, a growth mindset that you you made note of a little bit ago, and and I think that's critical because I I don't know that we can fully be ourselves and be on a mission to sell somebody on us, right? Sure. And so I, I can appreciate that. I think we appreciate that, Brian. Long years of loyalty and just grinding it out, moving around in lots of different places. I think you're one of the really great, I guess, outcomes or products <laughs> that we've produced within the company or at least had a, had a part in that, man. And so we're just really proud of the work that you're doing. Certainly proud of the team over at Plant 85. You guys are you know, just out there grinding it out every single day, man, and and have done really, really fantastic work. Thank you, like, for taking the time to just come and hang out, talk a little bit about what drives you and what motivates you and what's made you better. Any final thoughts before we just kind of check out here? No, I think I'm good. I really appreciate you having me on today. And I I learn and grow every day, too. So even just talking through some of the some of the things that we're talking about, um, I've probably created three or four actions off of them. So I appreciate it. So, so just, I guess in, in, in closing then, one of the things that we try to do through this podcast is just encourage people into something different, something a little bit better. We kind of built the, 
the, the core of this message around the idea of feedback. So we have found that at, at Lippert, that's a critical piece to us getting better. Brian talked a moment ago about having a, a growth mindset, and I think it's something that Lippert definitely harnesses and embraces. So I would encourage you, if you were to do one thing that came out of this, I would encourage you to look for some honest feedback around you. You're going to want to go to somebody that you trust. You're going to want to go to somebody that you feel is going to be truthful with you in, in, uh, in, in as many conceivable ways as is relevant and appropriate in your work situation. But seek it, go after it, and perhaps if you're already in, in that motion, maybe you start to build it out a little bit better. Listen, if you'd like some help to understand how we do some of the feedback sessions, we would be absolutely elated to help you out with that because not everybody functions that way. And we have found that feedback is a critical piece to building our culture here. Seek feedback, go after, go after that feedback from somebody that you trust and respect and see what comes of that. We think you'll be the better for it. Hey, listen, thank you for hanging out with us today. Brian, thanks again for joining me. We'll see you next time on the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast. Thanks for joining today's Built to Lead podcast. Tune in next time to add even more fuel to your leadership journey as you make business a force for good in our world. We'll see you soon. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lipper Components Incorporated.